0: our tendency is to approach the question, what is life, what am I, through the thinking mode, the intellectualizing capacity we call mind. And in these conversations, we're always coming back to a very immediate appreciation of what is, a direct experiencing of experience. And as we always say, it turns out that any experience is only what it's made of, it's only experiencing. And you are that. So whenever you're experiencing any experience, you're experiencing yourself. It's been said the world is your mirror. You mirror to yourself what you seem to project out there in yourself to explore your unlimited potential to love unconditionally. Every appearance, every manifestation within you. Now, one of those manifestations is the mind. And that seems to be where a lot of our attention is put. Yeah. We approach
1: it in the usual human way with the mind essentially, because that's, that's really what we've been conditioned to use. Thinking will steer you off into all kinds of stories and narration about the actuality while just being completely imaginary. Intellectualizing things, thinking about things, working things out. But really, it's beyond all of that, what we're talking about. It's a direct experience going to the heart of what this is. We've got to come up with a new way of approaching it. We really want to just go straight to what is happening right now. Just this immediate is That's the starting point. And actually the end point, as opposed to think into it, you feel into it. Just you feel this moment as a sensing of this happening and what is it that's a way in it's a it's a changing gears on your usual mode almost a higher intelligence of some kind it's like a direct
0: intelligence it's much more in line with the actuality you're listening to the non-duality podcast this is nick haim from nisagayoga.com and here with me is paul dobson this direct Exploration of of this timeless moment is the starting point and it's the ending point. And one of the first inquiries to bring to that investigation is, Who am I? And one of the first answers we get is, Oh, I must be the mind, because there's thinking going on all the time. So, what is that? Well, it is an experience. We can say that for sure. You are experiencing, you are aware, and The mind thought is only an experience in essence, it's an experience. And then we can ask, what is the nature of experiencing? Well, that is a big question mark. Ultimately, it's not something you can work out. The mind is an experience. It's not a means for working out. The mind is not aware. The mind can't know the world. It can't perceive the world. You can only know the mind, you can only perceive the mind, and you are experiencing, you are awareness. So, what is experiencing? We are left with this wordless knowing of what we are, non-intellectual knowing of what we are. And we've never forgotten what we are. It's impossible. If you are aware, then you haven't forgotten. And even if it seems like you've forgotten your true nature, the radiance of knowing, of awareness, shimmers in that experience, even in that experience of forgetting, of getting lost or getting stuck. Oh, I had it. I was present. I was aware of my true nature and I had this awakening and then I lost it. Well, it's impossible to forget your wakefulness because wakefulness is always present it has to be there in order to be aware of that experience so the nature of the mind is not that it can experience it the nature of the mind is experience (laughs) yeah come back to the direct experience of what is here investigate what the mind is the, the true nature of the mind the true nature of what you take yourself to be that's your way in to truth and it's the truth you've never left because it's the truth that you are.
1: Yeah, well said.
0: The mind is really
1: the only thing that ever apparently, because it never really does, clouds that up. <laughs> and um, the funny thing about that is is it, that's, that clouding is always seen in crystal clarity. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, you can be in complete and utter delusion, completely just lost as anything. And it... How do you know you're lost? How can you possibly How do you even know that's happening as an experience? Was because of this fact, that's our main benefit. That's our main advantage to be to, to everything is is that you can't actually lose that fact. It just takes a little bit of gentle noticing, a gentle turning around of looking into your experience and going, "Have did that actually go anywhere?" These these big experiences, transcendent type experiences, they're actually just kind of. Where the mind, you could say, is, is not um, playing its obscuration games, where it's not seeming to obscure, but actually the same fact is always there either in the big samadhi experience or during your day-to-day life when you're thinking about problems and worries and stuff like that. It just isn't noticed in the same way. It just isn't always appreciated, you could say. But when you're lost in your thoughts and your worries, you... It seems like it's gone. It never went anywhere. It's, it's literally what gives life to everything. It's what gives life to the thoughts. It's what, how the thoughts are even known as a phenomena. You know, how problems are known as a problem. Um, is this crystal clear clarity that is what you are actually you kind of wear these thoughts throughout the days. You sort of change clothing. Sometimes you're a bit scruffy and sometimes you're in your perfect suit as as what you are. It's like it it never really goes anywhere. So that's that's what's interesting to notice is there's a lot of bouncing back back and forth for most people. It feels like you're bouncing back and forth. You feel like, oh, I had it, I had it, I lost it. I had it, I lost it. And it's not something to be worried about or something to be, I'm failing or whatever that that does seem to be the nature of things it does seem to bounce back and forth until one day you do see that the bouncing back and forth is it there's always the stability of what that is and that's that's the kind of and that's why there's often laughter at that point because you see that oh you, you really felt like you were losing it felt like you found it again felt like you were losing it oh i need to change my conditions of life to do more meditation this and that do more yoga to make it occur more and then you see that even in in this just the most mundane and dreary of experiences it's always there the miracle of what you are is is absolutely saturating that experience and therefore all experience becomes a miracle everything miraculous appearances miraculous expressions of what you are you know you could call that god you could call it awareness you could call it the dharmakaya it doesn't really matter it's just an outburst of what you are and it's equally saturating all of your experience um, so there's no more games from that from that perspective it's uh, it's it's really just how long do you want to play these games there's no there's no there's no kind of climbing up the ladders of anything it's it's just how long do you want to play the games <laughs> really Um, Ultimately,
0: yeah, and part of the game playing is that you are someone, an individual that has volition that can through a process or through some spontaneous choice, stop playing the game of forgetting yourself and you are only ever yourself within and as yourself. You seem to play games of forgetting, games of ignorance. And those games of ignorance are only Maya. And Maya is only the creative potential, the creative display of consciousness. It's God appearing to God. And we can call that a trick and say, ah, God's tricking God's self again through appearing as as an individual. But, as you said, that appearance is held in true equality. It arises as any other experience, even what you call the disillusion of Maya, the disillusion of self, the disillusion of ignorance. The phrase trick of light means something appearing different from what it actually is as a result of the quality of light. Light just is. And light has the freedom to express as any quality. And that is you, you are that light that expresses as any quality. Now, do you focus on the quality, fixate on the quality at any given time? Or do you remember, ah, this apparition is is made of light? This projection is made of light and I am that. There is no outside force playing tricks on you or some trickster-like mind that comes in and pollutes your awareness, plays games with you, sucks you into forgetting, sucks you into ignorance. And yet, paradoxically, you, life, seem to be on a journey of self-exploration. This journey has no destination, it started nowhere. And as part of that journey, you play the part of the one who forgets and the one who maybe remembers and the one who stops playing tricks on yourself. When you do so, yes, there's, there's the dawning of that crystal clear clarity. And as you said right at the beginning, this can't be approached through the mind it can't be approached as an individual when you explore this circular path explore it as what you are explore it as awareness consciousness explore it as presence you know be the space that is aware of what's here and and as such investigate what's here directly don't investigate as an experience don't investigate as a mind, as, as an individual who, who then looks out into awareness and go, Oh, yeah, I found awareness. It's, it's this space. Oh, I'm sitting in the space of awareness. I'm abiding in my true nature. So there is no obscuration. There is no getting back to a, a point. There is what you could call the expression of, of self, there is what you could call a trick of light. Now, what is that light? Because we can focus on the trick and try to fix the trick. We could try to get rid of the trick, get rid of that delusion and, and work on that as an individual who's who's got, a, you know, a clouded mind. Or we can ask, oh, well, what is that light? Now, we could replace that word light with other words like consciousness and God and just do wordplay. And that's, you know, serves a, a purpose, really, for clarity. Or we can do away with words and just directly delve into that light, which is to say, delve into yourself. You are that light.
1: Yeah. Rupert Spira talks about this, doesn't he? He so talks about the, uh, the path of discrimination and the path of love. So noticing that your awareness and what these, this phenomena is appearing in is awareness and then you've got the more tantric path, the path of love where it dissolves. You bring it so close as it it just dissolves into what you are. For me, recently, it seems to be the path of love, knowing that there's no space (laughs) between me and the thing. (laughs) So there's no thing, there's no me, it's just immediate. And in that, there is the dissolution of any possibility of it being anything other than love or god or whatever word you want to put there it is just perfectly what it is um at one point there seems to be an almost slight feeling of out of alignment with the object like the object you are here and the object's there and then there's this kind of distortion where it really does seem like there's an object so you call it maybe like a pain or something there's an object that's happening to you and i'm the victim of this object of pain but in this this kind of path of love or tantra uh it just you almost line yourself up fully completely with that as a an immediate arising you know there's no it's almost like there's no time there's no time lag there's no time for the the mind to come up with its stories about it it's like so close and it's not that you're actually doing this you're just realizing it as this already being the case only the stories can appear within time but if it's brought so close that there's no time lag it dissolves into its inherent perfection ultimately its inherent bliss i use the word bliss with caution because you don't want to go out looking expecting bliss but bliss as as the quality of reality in it, reality and expression it's seen as what it really is when you really bring them close um it becomes fuzzy as to what they are whether they're good or bad (laughs) and they, they get fuzzier and fuzzier until there's there's no description whatsoever that you could put upon it there's no there's no distortion to it whatsoever it just is what it is and it's it's absolutely known beyond intellect beyond mind that it's perfect for what it is it's perfectly god in expression and it's a very strange thing if to listen to someone say something like that when you've got this severe pain but if you bring them really close the lines blur and then there's no lines there's no you there's no object it just is you notice that the two aren't different if you're with them very closely they the feeling of bliss and the feeling of pain in seeming distance and seeming time they seem to have different very different qualities to them but when really directly, immediately are experienced as a naked experience. They, they, the lines, as I say, it's very difficult to describe this, but the lines
0: get very fuzzy. Yeah. How close is any experience to you? It can be helpful to begin with the felt sense of tactile sensation. So focus your attention on the felt sense of sitting on a chair. It becomes very difficult to conceptualize the point at which the body ends and the chair begins. There is sensation, non-conceptual sensation. That sensation isn't felt with a ready-made label. There's no story attached to that sensation. We can't say it's body and chair. We can't even say body chair. We can't say what that sensation is. There's an immediacy of that zero-distance felt sense, which is nothing but, well, infinity, because there's no dividing lines. So it's an unbounded sensation. and. Even better if we turn that word, sensation, into its verb, sensing. There's this process of sensing. That sensing is awareness. It can't be anything other than awareness. And in a way, you seem to be aware of this. So, see that the sensing and the awareness are one. They appear as two different modes of awareness, or of consciousness, or whatever word feels right, there's always this immediacy of being, not just in the felt sense but in the visual display as well, the sounds are here, even though that there's this idea that the sounds are associated with something outside or something far away, those sounds are always here, zero distance, there's hearing, you're aware of hearing, Awareness and hearing are one. One sense. And that one sense is God. That one sense is reality. It's not something that can be found. It's not something that can be forgotten. And it's also love, as you said, it's also love. Because the chair is not at war with the body. The form called the chair and the form called the body are not in conflict. They're so close. We can't say that they're even intimate. We can't say that there's connection here. There's just this one dot dot dot. (laughs) One without a second. Yeah.
1: Yes. It sounds really grandiose when you say things like "It's, it's infinity. But it literally, that is literally the case. It's the letting go of the human idea of finity, of the finite, as, as the main thing, that everything must be finite in some way. That is actually not the way things are, because if you feel into it, it's... Calling it God or infinity is about as accurate as we can get. It's because it hasn't got any... Uh, outlines to it it hasn't got any beginning or end point and what else do you call that then that is infinity and god and infinity are basically two words for the same actuality the actuality of right now is infinity which is astounding to a human mind that's like incomprehensibly astounding like it's absurd even to a human mind but to the actuality of what this is it's just business as usual. <laughs> you know, that is, that is how things are. It's, it's the human perspective that shrinks it down into apparent finiteness, apparent limitedness, apparent separate objects. But when you, when you close your eyes and do the exploration like you just did now and really feel into it without allowing the mind to answer just going directly into the feeling because the feeling of it is directly in line with what this is it's lined up to it and then you can melt into what this is the more deeply you sense into this moment into what this is into the various apparently distinct sensations of various objects and different experience qualities the lines of that are blurred until the point that there are not even blurred lines but just this flow of a question mark. The question is, how much do you then apparently limit yourself as infinity? Not the question of how do I get back to infinity? Just question, where have I been limiting the fact that I'm infinite? And where have I been adding some narrative to what this is or some ideas or whatever that this isn't infinity? And then see if those are true, and they all all would be proved as not true. When something's a fact, when something's an actuality, it always eventually has to prevail as seen as what it is. It can't it can't hide forever. Basically, it can It's it, it's it's very in some ways very poorly hidden. <laughs> it's this flowing miraculous light show, basically. <laughs> Um, without a beginning and an end to it and without an observer observing it's a flow it's a light show appreciating itself I mean everything's so so beautiful because it's infinity it's immaculate it is what it is it's absolutely astounding that this flow is occurring
0: eventually you realize that it's all a trick of light and you, you stop almost like criticizing your expressions, your display as light. As light, you stop picking fault with how you appear. And as light as God, you appear in infinite ways. Right now, you are appearing in infinite ways, but, but really only one way. And that one way is that uniform, seamless, unbounded light. We're just using the word "light It's not literal light um in a way, what we see is light or what we experience is light or what we think about as light is well another manifestation of that unnameable source which is which is this there's there's not a light source someplace else shining here what's here is what's there. There's no here and there. I mean, to say what's here is what's there is is ridiculous. So at some point you stop splitting hairs. (laughs) Uh, That's basically what it comes down to. I'm aware of hearing. I'm conscious of seeing. I know that I'm smelling. I'm cognizant of the fact of feeling. The eye and the awareness and the hearing are one. Yet you also permit yourself to do that illusory splitting. Who knows why? Who knows why you would do that? I mean, why is the wrong question? Why just (laughs) manifest unlimited reasons? But what do we mean when we say uh, someone is splitting hairs? If I say that you're splitting hairs... What I'm saying is that you're making unnecessary distinctions between... Between what? (laughs) Between nothing. The definition goes between things when the differences between them are so small that they know that it's not important to make those distinctions. But in a real sense, the awareness and the hearing are one. There's no two things there that are similar, that are not worth setting apart. There's one. One, yeah
1: it's like you said in the um i think it's the last episode or possibly the one before you said it's all different sort of a vibratory ocean (laughs) of different flavors of frequencies and vibrations it's all still the ocean or you could put it in just literal ocean terms they're just different waves different currents different splashes whatever (laughs) that's the thing when we put words on things, it, it does—it does seem to split things apart. There's no, there's no hear. There is no hearing. There is no seeing. There is no uh, feeling. It is just this absolutely indescribable outburst of what this is. Too simple, too simple for words. Too simple for ideas. Too simple for any of the human intellectual thought modes any of the human modes it's it's too simple for that because you're not finding something you are that awareness is what you are you're not looking for awareness god is what you are you're not looking for god there's no space between because that's already the case just see where that is being diminished or looked over or seemingly obscured by your ideas and beliefs it's only ideas and beliefs